Sports Talk New York with your hosts, Mark Rosenman and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity, serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And now, here are your hosts, Mark and A.J. Joining us now is a woman who serves as a special professor of public history and primary point of contact for the public history minor at Monmouth University. Her service to the university includes administration of the Monmouth Memories Oral History Program and the department's social media and newsletter. She serves as a campus coordinator for the National History Day Program and a faculty advisor for the History and Anthropology Club. She currently serves as a guest curator for Springsteen, his hometown, which is an historical exhibit that will provide a comprehensive look at how Monmouth County, New Jersey, has been thematically woven into Bruce Springsteen's music and art throughout his career. The exhibit will display over 150 unique items featuring selections from both the Monmouth County Historical Association and the Bruce Springsteen Archives and Center for American Music at Monmouth University. Anytime I can speak to the about the boss, it's always great. So it's a pleasure <laughs> to welcome Melissa Ziabro to Sports Talk New York. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. Before we talk about this exhibit, for those in our audience not familiar with exactly what a curator does, can you explain what that position entails? Sure. So there are a lot of people that come together to make an exhibit happen, right? So the curator is generally the one who is researching the narrative, right, the story that the exhibit will tell, and selecting the objects and the photos, um, and then you know, you generally work with a graphic artist who will figure out how to display that material in the most appealing way. Then you've got fabricators who are helping to build the exhibit cases and things like that. So I am just one person on a very big team working to pull this together. It's interesting because I was wondering how the role differs depending on the subject matter. As in the past, you've create, uh, curated an exhibit on Sandy where you're dealing with you know, somewhat, I would say, negative subject matter where nothing's really beautiful in regards to the items or exhibits. Uh, then you may even go further back into history on other projects. So how does it change from project to project? Yeah, I think um, the tone of projects differs. Also, a lot of times um, your budget is going to dictate, you know, <laughs> the different hats that people will wear. But this exhibit is one that has been a lot of fun, just really celebratory. You know, the timing could not be better um, with Freehold Centennial and Bruce's 70th birthday. So I have to say, you know, I have to do a lot of military history topics or the Superstorm Sandy exhibit that I did with Monmouth County Historical Association. Those were a bit more serious, a bit more somber. This has really been uh, a celebration, and I hope that uh, everyone is going to feel as excited as I do when they see it. We also mentioned in the open that you also participate in oral history projects. How do the two differ, and, and what are the major differences in, in the timeline and the processes involved in an oral history as opposed to being a curator of an exhibit? Wow, these are really good questions. No one's gotten this deep before. <laughs> so I do a lot of oral history work, and oral historians are interested in preserving you know, people's personal narratives for the historical records. The Bruce Springsteen Archives actually does oral history interviews. Um, they have done some wonderful oral histories with people like Vinnie Mad Dog Lopez, oh, nice. um, you know, the first E Street drummer, um, or Carl Tinker West, uh, Bruce's early manager. Um, so when you're doing the oral histories, you know, you're capturing stories 
for the historical record, and they may or may not be used in an exhibit or a book or a documentary. Um, with this, with the exhibit, we're pulling things out of the archives and getting ready to display them for the public. Very interesting. Getting back to the actual exhibit, what was step one for you, and how do you go about collecting items, and was there any specific items that you knew of that you wanted for the exhibit, and how do you go about tracking them down? This actually started as a class project. So oh, wow. last year I was teaching museums and archives management at Monmouth University, and my classes often partner with the Bruce Springsteen Archives, which live on our campus at Monmouth. Um, and so in the past, we have done oral histories for them, or we've done, you know, collections processing. And this particular semester last year, we did a small exhibit where we pulled items out of the archives and arranged them in the university library. This is a way for my students to practice the skills that they had learned in their textbooks and in our class lectures over the course of the semester and also share the archival material with the greater campus community. That was so well received that, you know, my students and I thought we really we should do something for a bigger audience. You know, what could we do? And having partnered with the Monmouth County Historical Association in Bruce's hometown of Freehold in the past, I thought, you know, they've got this great exhibit space right in his hometown. I wonder if they'd be willing to host a bigger exhibit. And they were, and, and we've been on the run for the past year. Man, I, I wish I could have taken that class as an elective. I mean, the, the, the most exciting thing we did in our pop culture class was a, a slide tape presentation. That's how it tells you how long ago I was in college. A slide, a slide tape presentation on the 70s, but uh, that, that's pretty amazing. You have over 150 items that are going to be on display when his hometown opens September 29th. Some of the ones that jump out at me are the original color poster from uh, Springsteen's Freehold Bread First Band, the Castiles, and a personal scrapbook made by his mother, Adele. How did you come across those two items? Oh, my gosh. Well, as you can imagine, picking items to use was really, really difficult because the archives alone has roughly 50,000 items, right? So this is everything from photos and news clippings and on and on. I mean, so it was really difficult. The, the exhibit, when it opens, actually brings together items from the Bruce Springsteen archives at Monmouth University, Monmouth County Historical Association, and Mr. Springsteen himself. Um, so it's very, very hard to pick. The two <laughs> items that you highlighted, the Castile Center and Adele's scrapbook, are really, really special. Um, the Castile poster, it's just, it looks like it was drawn yesterday. It's just <laughs> amazing how well-preserved it is. I think everybody will be really delighted by that. And then the scrapbooks, we have one on display. There's actually multiple in the collection, but... To think, you know, I'm a mom of two boys. To think of Adele Springsteen, you know, sitting there lovingly <laughs> clipping out these news clippings and pasting them in these scrapbooks just tickles me to no end. And, you know, I always wonder if she could have imagined that we would be here all these years later, you know, getting ready. You know, people have their fingers crossed for Bruce to go on tour next year, right? And yeah, so absolutely. could she ever have imagined that? It's just mind-boggling to me. There's also a document from 1801 signed by Revolutionary War paper patriot and direct ancestor John Springsteen. Can you tell us a little bit about John and the document that's in the exhibit? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So sometimes people say, oh, you know, is this exhibit going to be different? Is it going to be special? And it really is because the Monmouth County Historical Association, right, has been active preserving Monmouth County history for over 100 years. And so they have all of these items 
that really dive deep into, uh, you know, the Springsteen family lineage. Um, documents like that you discussed. Um, we have a Civil War era guitar that was played by someone um, who served with one of Springsteen's ancestors in the Civil War. And it's just, it's really special stuff that is unique to his hometown. And so that's why we knew our title had to be Springsteen, his hometown, because this is an exhibit that could only be done in Freehold. What was the item you were most excited getting? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> um, it just kind of changes every time I'm interviewed. I often say Adele's scrapbook. Um, gosh, I really love the, there's a giant set piece. It's a ticket booth that was used on the Tunnel of Love tour. And if you go back and watch video from the tour, you can see that. Um, and his personal assistant, Terry, would stand in the ticket booth and kind of take the band members' tickets as they walked on stage, and Bruce later writes Terry's song for him. Um, so that, that might currently be my piece. If we talk next week, I might have a different favorite <laughs> one, though. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, because a few years ago, my wife and I downsized, and as we were going through a lot of the things from our children's childhood, for almost every item, when we called and asked, do you want this, they would say, no, just send me a picture. So I guess the question is, when you put together an exhibit of this sort, how do you appeal to a generation who could spend hours just Googling and looking online all the different artifacts that you might actually have there, but they, they'd rather sit in front of their computer and look at it? What could you say to them to get them motivated to go out and actually see the real items? You bring up an amazing point, right? Because you could go online right now and pull up 30, 40, 100 pictures of Bruce Springsteen in the 70s, right? Or the 80s and the 90s and so on. Um, the internet puts so much at our fingertips. But just from my own students' experience, um, you just, it doesn't replicate seeing these items in person, um, seeing the wear on his guitars, um, or seeing uh, you know, clothing that he's worn, jewelry that he's worn. There's a magic to seeing these things in person. Um, all I can do is, is promise people that it's there and that they will feel it if they come out and see. Interesting you use the word magic, one of his albums. But a, a, a <laughs> huge, even though the East Street Band is not on tour, it's just been a huge year for Bruce, whether it be Bruce on Broadway, whether yeah, it be the, the movie that just came out, which was unbelievable, Blinded by the Light. Uh, he's got a new you know, film coming out about the, the latest album, and, and now this in addition. So where can people find out more about the exhibit and buy tickets for it? Yeah, it's springsteenhishometown.com. They can find all the information they need about the exhibit. Um, we have our giant kickoff party on Saturday the 28th, and then it opens to the general public on Saturday the 29th. We'll be open through at least November 2020, so at a little over a year, possibly longer, but it's springsteenhishometown.com. They'll get all the info they need there. Um, tickets are $15 and free for residents of Freehold. I, for one, am definitely going to check it out. Huge, huge Springsteen fan. So without a doubt, I will be there. Melissa, thanks so much for your time tonight. Anytime I get the opportunity to talk about one of my favorite subjects, the boss, it's always a good night. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too. Melissa Ziabro, uh, guest curator of Springsteen, my hometown out in Monmouth, New Jersey. Definitely going to check that out.